Spice up your bookshelf and open your palette. Welcome to the Well-Seasoned Librarian Podcast. This is Season 13, Episode 13. I'm your host, Dean Jones. Today we're meeting Rowena Shearer, a globe-trotting chef on a mission to spark culinary adventures for kids and for kids and all of us. Growing up in Malaysia, Rowena found joy in the rhythmic sizzle and fragrant swirl of family kitchens. Fast forward, Wall Street hustle meets wanderlust, and Rowena knew it was a time to create those same Epicurean memories in her own for her own children. Cue the French Culinary Institute, a world of exotic ingredients, and bam, Eat to Explore was born. Those aren't just meal kits, folks. These are explorer boxes bursting with authentic recipes, cultural tidbits, and cool keepsakes. Each one is a passport to a new culinary land. Now Rowena shares her passion and recipes in her new book, A Taste of the World. So grab your apron, your appetite, and let's get cooking with Rowena Shearer. Buckle up, bookworms. It's going to be delicious. Welcome to the Well-Seasoned Librarian Podcast. I'm your host, Dean Jones. Today, I'm very, very honored to be speaking with author Rowena Shearer, who is in New York, talking to us. Rowena, I want to thank you for being on the podcast today, and I want to talk about your new book, A Taste of the World, that I really love. Uh, for our listeners who are not familiar with your work, can you talk about your background and where you're from? Absolutely. First of all, thank you, Dean, for having me on your on your podcast. Um, I, I'm Rowena Shearer, uh, founder of Eat to Explore and also the author of Taste of the World, a collection of uh, you know, celebrating global flavors. Um, I'm originally from Malaysia, so I grew up there um, in a town called Moor. And then um, I have I then went abroad to New Zealand for college. And after that, I've been all over the world and now I live in New York. Um, my previous life was in finance that brought me to the States, um, but throughout my journey and, and life, food plays a huge part of, of my journey. And, and hence I now uh, in the food world, uh, trying to educate not just food, but culture, which is a very important um, part of life. As somebody who loves books, I really was eager to talk to you because I was really tickled by your book and loved it. And, and I'm going to kind of unpack why. So when I was young, um, and I say this often, like we're spoiled, I think, by books today with with in a good way with young people because they have such a wonderful, diverse selection of books nowadays. And when I was young, honestly, when I was a kid, like late 60s, early 70s, the selection for children sucked. It wasn't great at all. And, and the kids' cookbooks were awful, except I had... My mother got me, I think, a French cookbook for kids, and it wasn't dumbed down. It was like real recipes and stuff for real food. And I love, I adored that. And then, of course, you'd have the other kid cookbooks that would have stupid things like hot dog pizza and stuff like that. And you're like, as a kid, you're kind of insulted. Like, it's kind of insulting as a kid when you get stuff that's dumbed down to you, I think. And like, people don't often, and as a librarian, I see this, people don't often write books that are the books they would want to read, I think, sometimes. And I feel like you wrote the book that you wanted to read when you were a kid. I, I think that anybody would love, any young person would love this. But also it's like a really decent cookbook in and of itself. I will use this myself. I don't feel like it's it's just for kids. Like I feel like, like anybody could read read this. So I want to talk to you about your book a little bit and why you wrote it and how you wrote it. And talk about it in depth because I, as a librarian, I really love books. And Getting to see a very well-made book is really exciting for me, and I like, and I know that other people like this too. Thank you, thank you so much. I I can't agree with you more, um, Dean, about how you know, in, in, even in today's world, we still 
treat kids as if they're not they're not sophisticated. Yeah. <laughs> you know, kids these days are much more advanced than and than adults actually aware, and that we shouldn't be dumping down on on even food for them, right? The number of people I know, and and which is kind of why I started this is, you know, you have kids that only know finger chicken fingers and you know burgers and pizza and pasta. You know, that's a wealth of flavors out there that they are dying to learn. And and as we know, every human start with you got to expand your palate. It, it grows over. It doesn't grow overnight. It's it's over time. Right. And if you treat children like an adult and you make meal that that feeds an adult but, and, and actually feed a kid, they will grow up to be to have this very sophisticated palate. And, and it, it's just natural. So we shouldn't be dumping down on their food or their recipe or the cookbook that we're going to buy for them. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I, I think like, for example, like the kid menus at restaurants are always kind of insulting. Why do we even have a kid menu, right? It you shouldn't. Know? It should just be a menu. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And I just, I don't know why people always go to that. And they're like, here, here's your like training wheel menu. That's like I nothing know. on it. And, and, and you know what? And this, this can start since they are three. Like get kids they are young to be involved in the kitchen, like rolling meatballs, stirring sauces, or, you know, whisk up a dressing. That's all you need to get them excited, to get them involved. And then over time, they'll be like, oh, I want to try that. What did I make? Right. So the experience, the routine, the exposure is so important for kids. What what inspired you to write A Taste of the World? And like, I I want to like even like digress a little bit, too, because it's got a very specific look to it. And it looks like a very intentional cookbook. So. When you were thinking about this, what were you thinking? How did you conceptualize this? So first of all, Dean, um, I'm not sure if you're aware, but I actually have a business before the, I just do have the business <laughs> and the yeah. cookbook is part of the business. Yes. So my whole mission is, I think as, as you talk about, do not dumb down kids flavor or palate or, or cookbook. I mean, I think kids can be an adult in their exploration of food. And my whole mission is to make kids the future global, I mean, global citizens, mm -hmm. um, not just from a culture perspective, but a food perspective. So that was, has always been my mission. And, and, and just because food is an easy way to get kids excited and family to share. And it's also a family event. Um, that was the foundation of Eat to Explore. And um, I grew up in Malaysia where there is no kids menu. There is no, right. you know, separate between a kid and adult. I grew up eating everything that's put on my table, right? And and then I come to this country and there's that, such a big dress difference for me that yeah. I see my kids and their family and my, their friends will come over. It's like, what are you making, Mrs. Scherer, you know? And then I'm like, well, I'm just making this. My kids are eating exactly what I'm eating. And, and they, they want to know, they are curious. And, and also technology now and also media, they're seeing all this, you know, little chef competition and kids are making real food. And so yeah. I, I think, you know, we, we as a society are doing the service to our children, right? Yeah, um, they need to be a global citizen, not just from a cultural perspective. 
so that, that they actually are having a conversation at home about what's happening in the world or what is the historical aspect of things and then eating the food, you know? So um, which is kind of what Eat to Explore is all about. Can you talk a little bit more about Eat to Explore? Um, when did you start this and um, what's been the experience that you've had since it was started? So it's been more than five years. So Eat to Explore has been around, we started in 2008, late 2018. Um, it actually is a, um, it started out more as a subscription service, but now we you can buy a single box. So we have 24 countries. Every country is a box where we provide you with three recipes, spices and condiments, uh, but you have to buy your own fresh ingredients. And the reason behind it, it's a learning moment. Going to shop for groceries, knowing what's in season, um, going to a grocery store with a budget, it's all a learning moment. And it's a family activity. And I feel very strongly about making it as an activity for the whole family. Um, and then we also provide educational material. There's a booklet to learn the geography, music, art history. Uh, there's links to books and links to YouTube videos, virtual museums, music playlist. So it, it's a wealth of experience in a box. Um, where I, I work with, uh, I'm, I'm a trained chef. I went to French Culinary Institute, but I also more and more work with local uh, chefs for each of the country to kind of make it as authentic as possible. And also, you know, one thing that kids might need to learn, and I and I acknowledge that, is the heat spice, right? But right. spices doesn't have to be having that heat spice. So we actually reduce the chili spices, but, you know, all the spices have amazing flavors yeah. without the heat. Um, and so, and, and the recipes are as authentic as we can. And we try to simplify it a little bit. Um, and, and we try to make it a little bit more, more sometimes a little bit more modern, um, but it's truly, uh, I, I feel as authentic as we can get for each of the country we covers. Um, and then also in each recipe, we, and it's also in a cookbook, there's a story for every recipes, right? You know, right. You know, so we tell the story, we tell the fun fact about the ingredients. So, so it's, it's, everything is about learning. What's been your experience in the past years since you started um, to explore? Like what, it, what have you experienced? Have you heard any feedback from people? Cause I imagine this is kind of transformative to people's families and it has. Yes. So, so we started in late 2018 and of course COVID hit in 2020 and that's kind of where we started to grow and our brand becoming more popular. Because people are homeschooling, people are at home, they're cooking yeah. more. And it has continued to grow. Um, and, and now we are big with homeschoolers. We, we work with schools, we work with corporates. So it, it's a continue. I mean, <laughs> can can lie to you, starting a business is hard. Yes. Much harder than my, my previous life working for corporates on, on banking. Um, but it really feeds my soul. It's what I, you know, what I stood for and it's my passion. So... I, I really think this country, or rather the world, needs something like this to be more educated. And, and, and we're already very connected technologically. So what about making it more intimate and having it at home, having a conversation? And, and the other thing about technology too is, you know, I know a lot of parents are struggling with kids are just too much on, on their screens, right? They're in social media too much. Like when you cook, you, your hands is clear you have to cook you got to use your fingers you know to make something so everybody needs a break from your phone and your your computers and so 
that's also, you know, parents are seeking for activity where you can do it together. You know, why not making cooking as a family activity uh, doesn't have to do it very often. You can just say once a week, I'm doing this. And that's when we go in grocery shopping, we're cooking together every Sunday, make it a routine. And, and I did that growing up and I see the benefits of it for myself. Um, it, it builds my confidence. It built not just knife skill and, and cooking skill, but my international exploration skill, right? Um, I, I was able to travel to New Zealand on my own for the first time, and then subsequently living in Hong Kong, in South Korea, in Geneva. Like I've been everywhere because it, it's that, that, that little skills of confidence that I've built from cooking. Yeah. <laughs> now, your book um, describes food is a way to weave memories and transport us across continents. Can you share a personal food memory that has stayed with you through the years? Um, you know, I, funny, it's why I started this with my family, why I started the business Eat to Explore. I was cooking with my kids in Thailand. And this is me being in already working in the States, you know, got my culinary degree. But I was so busy with, with you know, working and managing kids, my family. I never exposed my kids to kitchen. I, I, I never exposed them to, to cooking. And so we were at a cooking class and they were like nine and 11. And they look at me, they're like, mom, what do you want me to do with this onion? And I literally was so disappointed, with, not with them, but with myself. So that was my experience of like, hey, I have done that for myself and my experience. And yet I neglect to transfer that to my kids. And now they're going into, you know, a, a teenager life and, and they're missing out, right? And, and what kind of adult they're going to be if I fail to do it now? And and that moment from that trip, I came back and that's Eat to Explore was born. I, I went to my my you know partners and I'm like, I need a sabbatical because it's a wake up call for me. If I don't do this now with my own kids, they're going to like miss the whole experience. And so I started Eat to Explore. I like that. That's excellent. Um... The book features over 60 kid-friendly recipes from around the world. And I want to you know, remind people again, this, this, it's, it's kid-friendly, but not dumbed down. So these are still viable, good, solid recipes that anybody would use. If you don't have kids, it's still excellent recipes. What are your tips for parents who want to get their kids excited about cooking and trying new foods? I think a lot of us have kids that only want to ever eat macaroni and cheese <laughs> from the right. box. From the box. And so, yeah, we're trying to like get them exposed to stuff. What are your tips for that? So, you know, my tips and I've actually tested it with, not test, but actually did it with students uh, um, at, at different schools. Get kids involved. Kids yeah. are curious. And I have done cooking classes with kids when I first started where they're like, what is this vegetable? I don't like vegetable. I don't ever be vegetables. And then we cook and they like, oh my God, this is really tasty. Right. So it's it's almost like it's repetition it's routine exposure. Right. You can't just say, oh, my God, this is it. I'm doing it once. If it fail, I'm not doing it ever again. And I truly believe in not hiding the food. Right. Don't blend your avocado and mix it into something and make like you need to they need to see it. They need to go grocery shopping, know what it is, why it's good for them. Right. Respect the kids. They are very smart human beings. Right. Give them the knowledge, give them the story, give them the why they should try it, and then expose them. And then, you know, practice cooking with them, get them involved, dicing them when they are involved, 
and, and they actually spend the time doing it, they will try it. And over time, they will love it. So I, that's, that's my advice is get your kids, create a routine, um, make it just keep testing, trying, and over time, they will build that palette to then want to try everything. Now, this book each has a, individual chapters that each deal with a different country. In many ways, it's like a, it'd be a good companion piece to geography, I think, in many ways. Um, and it kind of handles each individual culture and their cuisine. How did you decide which um, countries to you know, feature? Because you really feature a wide, diverse range of um, cultures and, and different types of food. Thank you. Uh, so first of all, I like to look at it in continents, which is why the book is actually um, categorized by continents because yeah. your continents actually derive a lot of the flavors too of each of the country, countries within that continent. So um, we, we lock it into five continents. So it's Europe, Asia, Middle East, Africa, a uh, Middle East, Africa, and Americas. Um, and then within that continent, we have all the countries. So I definitely started with countries where I've lived in or have visited. Um, and then I move on to countries where I know have history um, and, and a food culture and also where I have strong friendships or potentially looking at, you know, chefs that who can work with me as well. So that's kind of always how I structure it is, you know, countries I've been and I love food and, and does have a food culture um, and then move on to, you know, how to best create those recipes. Excellent. I, I really loved, um, the recipes that you included, it was always a pleasant surprise to see what you did for each different um, continent. And I just really loved it. I, I really want to just encourage people to go out and get this book because I was really excited by it. And I, I loved just seeing the different recipes and wanting to try different things. I, I think one of the things as somebody who was reading it, I was really inspired to say, I want to really cook a lot of this stuff. I really think that it's got a, you know, a great selection here. Yeah. So now you meant, you mentioned the book, in the book that you grew up in Malaysia. How has your um, Malaysian roots influenced your cooking and your approach to food? Um, so Malaysia is a melting pot. So it, it has three distinct cultures. They have Malay, uh, which is the, or, the original locals. And then we have Chinese who have migrated there a long time ago and the Indian. Um, and, and my family actually come from what we call my mom's side is Nyonya, which is, you know, the Malay married India uh, Chinese. And so the cuisine is a lot of the spices mixed with Chinese cooking. And it's a very well-known cuisine called Nyonya that's available yeah. in Singapore uh, and also in Malacca and a few places in Penang. Um, so it, it's, it, it, and um, because of how I grew up where we always you know, have Malay cuisine and the Indian and the Chinese. Um, I was, grew up, my palate was already pretty sophisticated. Um, so that impacted me about the food as, as a journey. And when I first came to the States, um, and my husband, who's American, always said, you know, food is fuel. You know, I just need yeah. protein and my carb and to, to survive. And I completely converted right? It, because when you, <laughs> I know, right? And now he's much more of a critic than me. 
and he's a vegan, most of all. Um, nice. And so I feel like it's 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 how kids were raised. If you give them the opportunity to see and expand their view that food is actually a lens to culture and that you can actually learn about different country, which kids love, by the way, they love geography. And you can see, oh, this is the place we are visiting. And then you expose them to the food. That, that I feel like my experience and how I became a human being, an adult now, um, who's very comfortable in any country, can be your child. So uh, I, again, not dumb down. They need to ex be exposed. And, and by the way, one other thing to add on my cookbook, every step has an image. It may not be detailed, but at least it shows you certain steps. And kids are very visual. So yeah. that visual helped them to get excited. Your um the book is very visually appealing, and there's a lot of little different um tidbits of information. It's not just like a bunch of recipes. It's got a lot of information. You really kind of went to great lengths to kind of make people aware of the continents that you represented in your book, which I really loved. What it was um how do I put this? What was um your input on the book? How, what was your vision and how were you able to kind of translate that to the publishers? So the, with the cookbook, it's, it's, it's a compilation of all the recipes we have. It's not all the countries we, for it to explore as a business, we have 24 countries. So this is a compilation of 20 countries. Um, and so it's, it's a compilation of the recipes that we already have on it to explore and it to explore is just a little extension where you know, you get a subscription, you not only get the recipe uh, cards, you actually get the spices and some of the hard to find condiments and grains. And you also get the booklet to learn about the country. So it's, it's, it's more a true cultural and food, whereas the cookbook is a compilation of recipes um, of all the different countries. You, you mentioned that the book has the power to connect families and build lasting memories. Can you share an example of a time that a meal brought you closer to your loved ones? Um, I would say um, with my own family growing up in Malaysia, um, I, I now that I'm much older, that's always what I go to. And that's always how I remember spending time with my, my family <clears throat> is in the kitchen, like pounding and you know laughing with my sisters. And, and that's kind of the memories. And with my own family, you know, my young kids actually tested every Sunday my all the recipes with me. So mm. all the recipes are truly tested by them. But now that they are young adults, we have a tradition of Thanksgiving where we we cook together. So that's our Thanksgiving. Everyone make one or two dishes um, and, and everybody chip in. Nice. I like that. That'd be a good, I think, thing to have everybody kind of do. I think everybody should kind of adopt that. It'd be really kind of a neat experience to everybody kind of share in that way. Yeah. I mean, it's like a tradition of cooking that can't do, do not stop. Right. And, right. and, and I remember, you know, yes, as a kid, they built that uh, ability to cook, but now as an adult, if you have even once a year, it's huge for them. The kids love tradition, adults love tradition, and they have to come home for Thanksgiving. You know, let's just, you know, now we can play music and have a glass of champagne. Now, with Eat to Explore and with the cookbook, you introduce people to a lot of different global flavors. Are there any ingredients or dishes that you find yourself coming back to time and time again that are your favorites? Uh, I have to say uh, Singapore soy chicken rice. Mm -hmm. So Singapore is famous for chicken rice, but this is like soy chicken. Um, and 
I can kid you not, that is my go-to when I was young to do it myself when I was young. And then when I have my children, that's it's so easy to make. We cook them all the time. And then even when my kids are back from college, they're like, mom, please make the soy chicken. That's like, this like home for them. So nice. Yeah. I like that. Comfort food is good. I think that's the one thing that people remember, I think, through their lives. If you could travel to any country in the world and have a meal with any person, living or dead, I know this is kind of a tough question. Who would it be and where would you go? I have the answer right away. I would ask Anthony Bourdain, what country should we explore together that will bring us the best out-of-body experience with food? <laughs> that would be great. I miss him so much. I, he's too. somebody I still love. Me too. So I want to ask you, um, what advice would you give to expiring cooks and food lovers who want to explore the world through their own kitchens? You know, my advice would be don't feel constrained uh, by, you know, that you need to travel to the physical location to really experience the joy of the culture and the food. I think, you know, that's why I created Eat to Explore. You really, everybody can expose to different world their food, their culture from home. And it's just a matter of want, not a matter of ability. And so if you want to do it, you can do it. And that should not be any constraint. Excellent. And I want to say by delving into the flavors and tradition of the world, we open up doors to really understanding and really unify, uh, you know, the whole experience uh, for, for society. So now that you've written A Taste of the World and you're out promoting it, probably going to book signings and stuff, what, what is next for you? I just really continue doing the work of like fostering global awareness and, and the importance of this you know, life skill. I mean, when I was young, I don't know about you, but we have home economics in school. There's no yes. home yeah. economics, right? No. And kids are studying just really traditional science and math but life skills are so much more important that yeah. they carry on in their life. You know, whether it's, you know, cooking, whether it's sewing, whether it's cleaning, like these are life skills that is no longer taught at schools. And, 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 and people are now like, you know, no idea what to do. So. I, 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 I agree with you hundred percent. Yeah. Nurturing global citizenship, nurturing life skills. Uh, it's going to be, my mission for a while. Rowan, I want to thank you for being on the podcast. Now we're going to include links to a taste of the world so people can purchase it online. Um, there'll be links there. And also I want to um, also provide links to the wonderful eat to explore official site. Um, you can go to as well. If you haven't used it, I suggest you do. It's really wonderful. And I think your, your family is going to really love it. So Rowena, thank you for being on the podcast. I really enjoyed getting a chance to talk to you today. Thank you, Dean, for having me. That was the wonderful Rowena Scherer sharing a taste of her new book, A Taste for Our World. You can find it wherever you buy your books. Just follow the links in the show notes. Next week, we'll be dishing up another delicious conversation. We'll be getting tips and tricks from the queen of big flavors, Kat Ashmore, author of the brand new cookbook, Big Bites. I can't wait to dive into that one. Until then... Have a fantastic week filled with good food and even better company. See you back at the library.